The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC. Hello and welcome to the initial, the very first wrestling podcast on Hawkeye's Mike, hawkeyesmike.com. I'm Tyler Trumlin joining you. Coming up this weekend, the NWCA, that's the National Wrestling Coaches Association, national duels being held at the barn in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with the Minnesota Golden Gophers being the host school. Your rankings for that meet are extremely important. Iowa coming in at number two, wrestling against number seven, Cornell, this evening. We'll talk about that match a little bit. We'll also talk about an interesting one that could transpire tomorrow in the semifinals with number three ranked Minnesota. They would face off against the Iowa Hawkeyes if both teams get business done and taken care of tonight. We'll also talk about the breaking, shocking news that rocked the wrestling community and wrestling world last week. The IOC Olympic Wrestling is going to be out. The International Olympic Committee has decided to vote Olympic wrestling out of the Olympics as soon as 2020. Now, the games in 2016 will still have wrestling. We'll talk about that as well as the Iowa Hawkeyes coming up in the NWCA National Duels in Minneapolis right here on HawkeyesMike.com. Last week, some shocking news rocked the wrestling world, and that is the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, has decided to drop wrestling from the Olympic sports starting in 2020 wrestling will still be present in the 2016 games at Rio de Janeiro, but this shocked the wrestling world. It was up, put up to a vote against a few other sports, including modern pentathlon. Now there's a lot of shadiness happening in the IOC. There's no question about that. It's pretty commonly known that a lot of the shadiness happens overseas in these international sports. That's understood. Tom Brands spoke about this last week in a media press conference. I know that Tom Brands, Dan Gable, a lot of the big-name wrestling guys, John Smith, are going to get involved to try and get wrestling not dropped from the Olympics in 2020 because you've got kids that are wrestling right now in college, kids that we're watching wrestle for Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Minnesota, all over the country that are trying to get to the Olympics. That's their their end goal. They want to win Big Ten titles, they want to win national titles, and they want to wrestle with the red, white, and blue, on their singlet. And this is this is putting that at risk. So let's listen to what Tom Brands had to say about the IOC's decision to drop wrestling from the Olympics. First of all, I'm surprised I'm surprised. Second of all, it's worse than death because you can't control death. I feel like we could have controlled this to some degree, get ahead of it a little bit. Uh, there were warning signs in the past. Uh, we're not going to get into that. I think... Um, you know, talking to some coaches around the country, John Smith um, said it best, you're going to fight. And this country is going to get it done because um, I think there's 10 international Olympic sponsors, I think, and six of them are United States-based. Um, does that mean it's automatic? No, but maybe that's a starting point. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go through your head. And anger is probably one of them, but that doesn't get anything done. So what you do is you gather information. Uh, Mike Novogratz, he was a team leader for freestyle, for the freestyle team the last four years, last eight years, been very involved. And um, his response was on par with John Smith, and that's fight, but do it the right way. You have to get people behind you. You have to do it smart. You have to do it educated. You have to do it professional. And... You have to do it with some some muscle as well. There you have it. Worse than death. 
Now, his explanation is more important here, I think, than the actual quote, worse than death, and that is that it's because you can't control death. It's going to happen to you no matter what. This is the case with wrestling. They can't. It could have been controlled. This could have been controlled if there was a bigger following. In the wrestling community, it's commonly known. It's one of those taboo topics you don't like to talk about, but wrestling is not a dying sport, but it's a declining sport. Less people are going out for wrestling because of the advent of MMA. You've got basketball becoming more prolific in the U.S. especially. You've got football being the dominant, the end-all winner of everything right now in, in the sports world. And then you've also got hockey and all kinds of other sports too. Wrestling is on the decline. There's no secret about that. But Tom Brands puts it very nicely in saying he is surprised that he's surprised. Because right now, the way wrestling is set up is that it's an international phenomenon. There's wrestling everywhere. In the U.S., it's also very prominent. And that's in every, that's all 50 states. That's all over the entire country, especially in college. We get more of it more here in the Midwest because of Iowa, Minnesota. It's the mecca of wrestling in the U.S. And so it's interesting to see what these guys are going to do and what's going to happen. A little bit of brief history on this topic the inception of the modern Summer Olympics was nineteen or 18, excuse me, eighteen ninety six. It's been a mainstay every four years. It's been there every single year that the Summer Olympics has been held, along with eight other sports. So, the Olympic Committee—they've been scrutinized before. They're taking out wrestling now. What's going to happen is they'll all meet in May. That is, coaches, advocates for wrestling, and the IOC, and they'll try to decide if they can work out an agreement. Basically, what wrestling has to do is they have to apply to get back into the Olympics at this point. If they can apply, go through the application process, and convince the IOC to let them back in, it will be put up to a vote, and wrestling can get back in as soon as 2020. Technically, wrestling could never be non-existent from the Olympics. Right now, it's a 50-50 shot. No one knows. People in the wrestling community are going to tell you that it's 100%, it'll be back. People outside the wrestling community are going to tell you, eh, not quite. Don't go... Don't jump to conclusions. Don't jump to the the conclusion that the IOC is going to all of a sudden just agree with all these big-name guys because guys like Tom Brands, Terry Brands, Dan Gable, John Smith, international guys that people in the U.S. don't don't even have any interaction with, really. You've got to remember that 72 countries participated in the Olympics this last year in wrestling. Of those 72 countries, there's a hefty handful of countries where wrestling is their national sport. What is America's national sport? Is it baseball anymore? Probably not. It's more or less football. You've got to think, how big is football in the U.S.? That is how big wrestling is in countries over in the Middle East, certain areas of the world. So the IOC will meet with the advocates for wrestling in Russia here in May, and they will talk this out. They'll go through all the motions, try to figure out if wrestling can become an Olympic sport yet again. But... We just don't know. At this point in time, it's wait and see. The 2016 games, they're still on for wrestling to be in them. But 2020, it's unknown. And this rest, this news last week shocked the wrestling world, and rightfully so. We're going to go ahead and take a real quick break. We'll be back talking about the Iowa Hawkeye wrestlers coming up this weekend, getting going tonight. The NWCA National Wrestling Coaches Association National Duels in Minneapolis. The Hawkeyes take on number 7 Cornell tonight with a chance to wrestle possibly Minnesota tomorrow in the semifinals. We'll talk about that next. I'm Tyler Chumlin. This is Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast. HawkeyesMike.com How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy! (laughs) How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard! 
24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on up to 10 washings. Moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. HawkeyesMike.com. It's sports talk radio on the internet. Just for you, the Iowa fan. All sports, all Hawks, all the time. Welcome back to HawkeyesMike.com. This is your wrestling podcast. I'm Tyler Chumlin. Let's talk about the Iowa Cornell meet coming up this weekend. The NWCA National Duels in Minneapolis. The Golden Gophers in Minnesota hosting the duels. Number 7 Cornell comes into this one coming off their 11th Ivy League title in a row. Iowa coming in number 1. Big Ten champions, Big Ten dual champions throughout the year after beating Penn State, Illinois, Nebraska over these past couple weeks. Hawkeyes are wrestling very, very well lately. A couple of the guys are trying to get off the snide a little bit. We'll talk about Mark Balwig a little bit. But first, let's start at 125. Matt McDonough had his final match last week as a Hawkeye in Carver Hawkeye Arena. It was a very heartfelt moment for the Hawkeyes. Matt McDonough, he's really been a staple of this team over the past few seasons, obviously winning national titles for the Hawkeyes, Big Ten championships. He is really the guy that gets the Iowa Hawkeyes fired up, gets them going. And he did this exact same thing against Edinburgh, wrestled against Corey Mines, Final score, 14-3. to Gets the major decision. Hawkeyes go up 4-0. It was a very nice match. Nice meet for Matt McDonough. He's, he's wrestled very, very well at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. An incredible record, 36-1. and Now we're going moving ahead, 133 against Cornell. Tony Ramos, he's wrestled very, very well as, as well. Arguably the best wrestler over the past month in the entire country. These first two weight classes are interesting in this match against Cornell because McDonough, defending national champion, wrestling against number five, Nashawn Garrett, who's a freshman with only three losses. Now, the kid is number five. He's wrestled some incredible matches all season long, and Matt McDonough should have his hands full because, as we know over the past couple weeks, Matt McDonough really hasn't wrestled his best matches. We saw him lose a couple weeks to Jesse Delgado, which he did do in the 2011-2012 season. We saw that against Illinois this last year as well. Tony Ramos, on the other hand, has wrestled stupendous. He's been the one constant for the Hawkeyes. No matter what, you know Tony Ramos is going to go out there and get bonus points. The junior kid, he's undefeated, 96 dual points. That's the highest on the year for any Iowa Hawkeye. He'll wrestle a sophomore, Bricker Dixon. He lost in the Ivy League Finals against Hofstra's Jamie Franco, who was an NCAA qualifier last season. It should be a good chance for bonus points. McDonough's going to have a tough one ahead of him. You would think that he's only going to be able to get three, possibly four points with a regular decision or a major decision. So the Hawkeyes should be up pretty early. You would think that Tony Ramos should at least get a major, possibly play with him a little bit. It's going to be a tough one for him, but Tony Ramos, is, like I said, is wrestling better than anybody in the country right now. So looking ahead, Iowa should be up at least 6 nothing, possibly 7 nothing, and even 8 nothing if Tony Ramos can come in, get a major decision on top of McDonough if he can wrestle really well and get a major decision. Then at 141, you've got a really interesting matchup because Mark Balwig coming off a very tough match last week against number 5 Mitchell Port. Balwig's wrestled really well, but it was 5 nothing. He didn't score any points, really not a lot of action, not getting a lot done on the mat for Mark Balwig last week against Edinburgh. So... Looking at this one, you're kind of thinking, okay, it'd be nice for him to get off the snide, nice for him to get some momentum going into the weekend, because as we know, this weekend's going to be very tough. You've got the top teams in the country, minus Penn State, who's not wrestling in the NWCA national duels, for whatever reason Kale Sanderson has. 
It's unknown why he's not wrestling. Obviously, teams have that option. They have that they have that chance to not wrestle. Iowa did that this past year at the Midlands. So it's it's not totally out of the ordinary, but Penn State won't be there. But other than that, it's the upper echelon. It's the elite classes, the elite teams in the country. Mark Balwig wrestling against Mike Nevinger for Cornell. Nevinger lost to Mike Vaith from Hofstra in the finals of the Ivy League Championships. Vaith was defeated by Balwig when Hofstra wrestled Iowa 3-2 to two in the duel, but it was an incredibly hard-fought match. Mark Balwig has got to be kind of the X-factor guy for Iowa here in this match. Now, going into this thing, you're kind of looking at it and saying, okay, yes, Cornell's ranked number 7, Iowa's ranked number 2, and it's not like other sports where if the teams are in the top 10, it's going to be extremely close because of the way wrestling is put together and the way that it works is everyone's individualized, and that's how the whole meet goes together. So you would think that Mark Balwig should have a chance, at least an opportunity, to get a victory only for his own individual stature, his own individual prowess going into this weekend, trying to build a little momentum because obviously with Big Ten's coming up in the national tournament, because right now Mark Balwig has aspirations to be an All-American. He's got aspirations to be a Big Ten champion. He's got aspirations to be a national champion. So you've got to consider that at 141. Should be going for the Hawkeyes. They should be up still at that point, you would think, with Tony Ramos Matt McDonough and Mark Balwig. If Mark Balwig were to fall, the Hawkeyes would be sitting right at possibly 8-3. to I don't foresee that match being a major decision. I just don't think Mark Balwig should lose to Nevinger, but you never know. So Mark Balwig got to get it going. He's got to get the momentum on his side. Then you go to 149. Brody Grothus, redshirt freshman against Chris Villalonga or Ryan Dunphy. Dunphy wrestled in the finals at the Ivy League duels, but Villalonga has been the guy all season long at 149 for Cornell. Both guys are juniors, so it's interesting because Brody Grothis, he struggled a little bit. It's an interesting matchup for him. He should have a chance to get confidence going into the weekend, you would think, because neither of these guys are ranked right now. So you would think that Brody Grothis could get some momentum, hopefully get a good win, and then try to build confidence going into the weekend because as a redshirt freshman, Grothis, he's one of these guys that he has incredible talent. He's very strong. He's got a lot going for him, and that's kind of what we need to do down at the end of the season like this is you need to look and look at things and say, okay, is this guy building momentum? Is he building confidence going forward, getting into the conference tournament, getting into the national tournament? Brody Grothis has a great chance this weekend to do just that against Cornell, probably Minnesota, and then more, more or less probably Oklahoma State in the finals. But we're not even going to get to that yet. We're not going to put the cart before the horse. I will talk about this Cornell match as well as the Minnesota match, or the probable Minnesota match here but I'm not going to go too far because Oklahoma State is a far, it's just too far away. It's far reaching to think that I was going to automatically be in the championship, especially with the way that the match against Minnesota transpired here a few short weeks ago. So after four weight classes, Iowa should have a nice lead, you would think, unless Brody Grothis can't go out there and have, unless he goes out there and gets majored, gets tech fall, but I don't foresee any of that happening. Then you go to number one, Derek St. John, undefeated, runner up last year in Nationals. Jesse Shanaman, he. He's a good kid, but Derek St. John, there's no reason why he doesn't get bonus points at 157. 165, Nick Moore wrestles number one, Kyle Dake. It's a tall task to think that Nick Moore can go into this match and beat Kyle Dake. But that being said, Nick Moore has already wrestled the number two kid in David Taylor for Penn State here a few weeks ago. Did not wrestle very well against David Taylor, but if if you've seen David Taylor wrestle, it's really tough to wrestle very well against a guy like David Taylor because he's so dominant in all aspects of wrestling on the bottom, on the top, on his feet. Great rider. He's an incredible wrestler. Nick Moore needs to come into this match not thinking that way. He's got to stay positive, come into this one ready to wrestle, and don't let Kyle Dake's number one ranking and the fact that he's been absolutely unstoppable all season long 
fool Nick Moore because Kyle Dake can be beat. Nick Moore, he's a guy that he knows he can wrestle in the big matches. And I don't want to say Nick Moore has a chance to win this one. I don't want to say Nick Moore's completely out of this. But if he goes out to wrestle, he can maybe expose Kyle Dake. But right now, Kyle Dake is definitely your front runner at least to wrestle against David Taylor in the national tournament here in a couple weeks, you would think, in Des Moines. Then we get into 174, Mike Evans. We spoke earlier about 133, Tony Ramos. He's wrestling as good as anybody out there right now. Mike Evans is as well. He's up to number three nationally. He's going to wrestle against Marshall Peppelman. Evans, he's been wrestling so well. And you know the Hawkeye squad has been really built on the early weight classes. You look at Matt McDonough, Tony Ramos, Mark Balwick, all guys ranked in the top five. And Derek St. John, after you get past that, Mike Kelly or Mark or uh, excuse me, Brody Growth is one forty nine. Then you get Derek St. John right number one. You have to try and fill in the gaps. That's the point for Iowa wrestling over the past couple seasons because there's no make no mistake about it. Iowa deserves to have at least six or seven guys that can fight for all American honors. And in fact, they could possibly have all ten on any given year because you look up and down the lineup and guys fight. Guys work hard. There's a reason that Iowa wrestling is the number one biggest dynasty in college sports. And so Mike Evans, right number three, Marshall Peppelman. You would think that Mike Evans could get a good win, get a nice win getting into the weekend because we know he's got some really tough ones coming up. And that's what is going to kind of be the trend all weekend long. And the one match that everyone's going to really be looking forward to, which we'll talk about here in a minute, is Logan Storley, right number two, against Mike Evans, right number one. That match should transpire in the semifinals. So at this point in time, Iowa should have the duel pretty much firmly in their grasp. Shouldn't be too big of a deal. Then you get into 148, or excuse me, 184. Ethan Lofthouse, currently ranked number 14. He wrestled against number four, Steve Bosak. All year, Lofthouse has struggled, and this is something that I know guys in the room have talked about on the way back from the Minnesota duel here a couple weeks ago. I know he rode up in the front of the van with, with Coach Tom Brands, talked to Mark Ironside quite a bit about Ethan Lofthouse. He's got to go. He's got to start realizing, look, I am the 184-pounder for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I've got to start winning. This is a match that Ethan Lofthouse would love to win because his confidence level is a little bit down, a little bit down in the dumps a little bit. He needs to stop feeling sorry for himself and get out there, beat a guy like Steve Bosak, and make make his name known. Yes, Lofthouse is ranked 14th, and I understand that a high ranking is always nice to see. Okay, well, he's ranked 14th. He looks like he's been wrestling pretty good. That's not the case with Ethan Lofthouse. He's got to go out there and beat a guy like Steve Bostak to make people realize he is for real. Because Ethan Lofthouse, he's got incredible talent. He's got incredible speed, incredible strength when he wants to do all those things. But he waits. He sits there and he waits. Doesn't take his shots. Doesn't come popping up when he's down below. Ethan Lofthouse has got to go this weekend especially to try and get ready for the upcoming tournaments because if Iowa wants to win the NWCA National Duels this weekend, guys like Ethan Lofthouse are really going to have to step it up. Then you've got Nathan Birak at 197 against Jace Bennett. You, you, you would think Nathan Birak should win this one. He's got to finish his shots because in the semifinals, which we're going to talk about here shortly, he's got to finish his shots. Scott Schiller, he beat Nathan Birak, scored a 3-1 to here a couple weeks ago in sudden victory, and it was because Birak could not finish his shots. He gets in there deep, gets in on the legs, and can't take him down. Nathan Birak needs to keep working on it, keep working on it, because that could be a great match for him to win, and then get another rematch against Schiller, try and beat the kid, get some of that confidence going in, because Nathan Birak, this kid is going to be a very good wrestler for Iowa. There's no question about it. He's a young kid. He understands what it means to win, but he's just got to realize, put it all together. 
Put it all together, young fella. You've got to realize, take your shot, get underneath, explode up, take the guy down, make it happen. Nathan Birak, he's got a great chance to do that tonight against Jace Bennett. Now, at heavyweight, number seven, Bobby Telford versus Jacob Aiken Phillips. Bobby Telford should win. He should get bonus points here. Every single one of these matches, you look top to bottom, outside of maybe at 184, Ethan Lofthouse, Steve Bosak. Every one of these matches, Iowa should either win and get bonus points or just win outright, get a regular decision. Iowa should come out of this meet being very confident going into the weekend with potential duels against Minnesota and Oklahoma State. And there's no reason right now for Iowa not to be confident about beating Cornell tonight and moving on to the semifinals tomorrow. Let's talk about this duel with Minnesota on Saturday. It's a very intriguing one. I'll go through real quick what happened last time. Matt McDonough started it off against David Thorne, number one versus number 13. Tough match. As I mentioned before, Matt McDonough struggled over the past couple weeks. Really, He's not really wrestling to his full potential, I don't think, but he's still winning. And yes, he lost to Jesse Delgado from Illinois. I understand that. But it's Matt McDonough. The guy is one of the best wrestlers, not only at his weight class, but in the entire country. He should be fine. This one's an interesting one, though, because Thorne really gave McDonough problems, even though McDonough beat him 6-3. to three. It's a good opportunity for Iowa to possibly get bonus points because Matt McDonough is a fiery character. He can go out there, get some bonus points, put Iowa up for nothing. They've got to score points early. You've got to remember, this entire meet... The first time went to criteria. 15 to 15 was the final. Iowa won 16 to 15. Tony Ramos, same thing. Yes, he won 8 to 2 against Chris Dardanes, and Dardanes is going to want blood. He's going to want Ramos bad going into this match. But Tony Ramos, 8 to 2, use that as a jumping off point. Try to get a major decision. Try to increase that lead because if, if the Hawkeyes are up 4 nothing, and they can go up 8 nothing. That puts Iowa in an incredible spot to continue to progress throughout the meet and not have to try and come from behind at the end with the upper weight classes, which is where Minnesota is extremely strong. Then you get to 141, Mark Balwig. He beat Nick Dardanes last time 3-1. to one. This match is going to be incredible again. It was an awesome match the first time. Iowa went up 9 nothing because all three guys for the Hawkeyes won, but it's not going to be the same thing. You've got to fire. You've got to get out there. You've got to take shots. You've got to make action. You've got to make it happen if you're Iowa here because you cannot afford to give up points early on. Mark Balwig should win this match because the way that he wrestled against Nick Dardanes the first time, he should win again. But that being said, if Nick Dardanes comes out and wrestles how he knows how, he can beat Mark Balwig too. So the first three ma- first three matches are so important for Iowa to get a lead, not only get a lead, but get bonus points. It's crucial for bonus points to happen for the first three, ma- three matches. Because then you get to 149, Dylan Ness. He's a high-ranked kid. He wrestled against Mike Kelly in the first time they went out. You would assume he's going to wrestle against Brody Grothis the second time this, this weekend, but you just don't know. Either way, he's a really good kid. Dylan Ness, he won 8-2 against Mike Kelly. I don't know if Tom Brands would throw Kelly back out there to try and have him wrestle him again because of the 8-2, try and improve on that. It seems to me that Tom Brands and the coaching staff are more confident with Brody Grothis' ability right now to win matches. Now, a lot of that depends on how he wrestles tonight. You would assume Brody Grothis will be the 149-pounder for the Hawkeyes tonight against Cornell. If, he is that, if that is the case and he has success, you can imagine Grothis will be out there. That could be a very good match at 149 between Ness and Grothis. 157, Derek St. John against Danny Zilverberg. 6-2 the first time. Derek St. John, he's got to get bonus points. That's all there is to it. I know that's not his style. I know his style is just win, tire the guy out, 
Derek St. John's got to get bonus points. There's four matches in this meet that bonus points have got to happen, and that's got to be 125, 133, 141, and then 157. Those four guys for the Hawkeyes have got to try and get bonus points. It's important for Iowa to try and build a big lead in the first five or six weight classes because once you get to 165, now I know Nick Moore beat Cody on the first time, but once you get to 165, the Golden Gophers are as good as any team out there in the country. As I mentioned, Nick Moore beat Cody on the first time 8-2. to two. Nick Moore has been wrestling very well. It would be nice if he could build some confidence tonight wrestling against Kyle Dake, but you got to imagine that Kyle Dake is probably going to end up playing with Nick Moore very similar to how David Taylor did. So, Nick Moore's got to bounce back. He's got to learn that, okay, I can lose to a kid like Kyle Dake. I can jump back in there and beat Cody on because he do- he dominated Cody on the first time they went at it. Now, beyond that, Logan Storley, he's right number two. Mike Evans, right number three. That is your show key matchup, your showcased match of this meet. Mike Evans came out on the losing end the first time they wrestled, but it was an incredible match. Four to three was the final. Iowa's got to be able to get points there. If they can't get points in any of these upper weight classes, it's going to be a long night for the Hawkeyes, and they're going to they're be packing their bags and not being able to wrestle in the championship bout. Then Kevin Steinhaus, Ethan Lofthouse. Kevin Steinhaus is a very good wrestler. I understand he's a top 10 kid. Ethan Lofthouse, as I mentioned, he's got to build confidence. Ethan Lofthouse can beat anybody. He can also lose to anybody. He's got to start being active. He's got to be on the offense. That's how things have to work for Ethan Lofthouse. Then you've got Birak against Scott Schiller. As I mentioned, this match can go either way. If Nathan Birak can finish just one or two shots in the first time they wrestle, this one doesn't go to sudden victory and Nathan Birak can get a victory. But... That's the problem, is the fact that Nathan Barak is still a young kid. He still doesn't know exactly how to finish shots. Got to keep his hips in. Got to go up. Got to dri- got to drive him to the mat. If he can do that against Scott Schiller a couple times, not only can Nathan Birak beat Scott Schiller, Nathan Birak can major decision Scott Schiller and give Iowa some huge bonus points towards the end of the meet. Tony Nelson, he's ranked number two, defending national champion. Bobby Telford, Bobby Telford's got to go. This is the time of year last year where Bobby Telford said, listen, I'm an elite wrestler, I'm an elite heavyweight, and he needs to do that again. He's going to come into this match. It's going to be an interesting one because he's ranked number seven. Yeah, he's won four in a row, and yeah, he's had a little bit of a little bit of struggles before that, but Tony Nelson is a guy that Bobby Telford can beat. This match is going to be close. It's going to be close, folks. 15-15 to is right about where it's going to be if everything falls into place the way it did the first time. These are two of the best teams, two of the top three or four teams in the country. And this is exactly what you want to see from the NWCA National Duels this weekend is incredible matches between incredible teams like Minnesota and Iowa. And I look forward to watching this one. The Hawkeyes are going to really have to be on point if they want to take down the Gophers again in the Gophers' home arena. And it's going to, it's going to be tough. It's going to be extremely tough. Look for Iowa to try and score bonus points early because guys like Tony Ramos, he's a leader in the room. And he's going to tell guys, he's going to look at guys and say, we got to get bonus points. we got to score early because 15-15... to 15, Winning on criteria 16 to 15, that's not good enough for Tom Brands. That's not good enough for Terry Brands. That's not good enough for Tony Ramos, Matt McDonough, Mark Ballwick, Derek St. John, any of the guys up and down this lineup. Iowa's got to score bonus points. Look for them to try and do that against Minnesota tomorrow in the semifinal match and trying to get ahead to Oklahoma State. We'll have a full recap next week right here on Hawkeyes Mike, HawkeyesMike.com. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Tyler Chumlin. Great story. Compelling and rich. This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC.